Hello, and welcome to Boo Covery, where East meets West as we learn from Buddhist psychology how to deal with mental health and health issues. And now your host, Tyler Woods. Hi there, this is Tyler Woods, and welcome to Boo Covery, where Eastern psychology meets Western psychology. And it's an emphasis on Buddhist psychology. And um, I'd like to invite you to look at the webpage, bookcovery.com. Today I want to talk about something that uh, some people either talk too much about or not enough about, and that is uh, dysfunctional families. And um, I, I think the problem with family is that society has put expectations on us, meaning that you have to be able to get along with them. No matter what they do, you should be able to tolerate them, forgive them, welcome them, and generally give them your all no matter what they've done to you. And I think sometimes we spend years and years and decades sacrificing mental and emotional health in abusive relationships with family, all based on the notion that we're supposed to get along with our family. And the truth is, you don't have to. A toxic family is a family with behaviors such as conflict, abuse, neglect, and there are lots of denial and avoidance in um, dysfunctional family. Their love is not unconditionally, and it's often purchased. There is abuse, but not just physical or sexual, but emotional, spiritual, financial, and religious. The dysfunctional parent tends to lie. They tend to make up stories, and then they deny it and blame it. They try to change your history. So there's a lot of gaslighting in dysfunctional families where they say things never happened when they did, and you begin to, um, begin to wonder if maybe they're right, and that's what they want you to do. And here's the greatest thing in the world is, now for me as a Buddhist, I have found that the Eightfold Path to Dysfunctional Family can be extraordinarily healthy and helpful. And I want to share that with you. You know, the Eightfold Path is common to most Buddhist tradition. It's considered to be the heart of this powerful practice. And the path, we'll call it the path, uh, is a guide to explore and practice. You're not going to get it right away. But there's great wisdom in this path that we call the Eightfold Path, all of which we can uh, test out in everyday life, if you will. It can help you with your family relationships or help you keep a checklist to make sure you're living in a peaceful, mindful path. Um, So let's start with number one, and that's the right understanding. Now, uh, this is where it's a significant step on the path because it allows you to see in the world and everything in it as it really is, not as you were taught to believe or what you want it to be. This is where you see it as it really is, not what you know, not just something you made up. Here is where we come to terms, perhaps, that maybe our family is dysfunctional and it causes us to suffer, and we understand that without judgment or suffering. So we'll accept that 
yes, our family has issues and um, it's very dysfunctional. So we remain vigilant and not judging or harming them or ourselves. And we just accept that we can walk this path to recovery. Now, the next one, number two, would be the right intent. Now, in order to not create any more suffering that our family has caused, we need to rely on paying attention, mindfulness. And we have to be mindful to what our intentions are with others and our actions. Now, if our intentions stem from anger, resentment, or jealousy, then we're more than likely to do harm. Um, So to understand it and to understand our family, we don't want to harm them. So this is about staying connected and committed to living your life compassionately. How to um, have this compassion for yourself. Compassion does not mean putting up with them. It just means to understand the suffering. I hope you understood that. Next would be the right speech. We, we tend to really underestimate the extreme power of spoken words, and sometimes we regret words that we've said. And here we are looking at paying attention, again, mindfulness, to how we act or behave with our words and have them work towards helping and not harming. That's what we do, and we have to be skillful at it. And if we're skillful at it, it it means we won't suffer. This means not gossiping about your family, not calling them names, not talking back, not doing anything that creates more harm. You can talk to a professional or, um, you know, some kind of... uh, I once went to a Buddhist monk and talked to them about it, but be careful with your words because they do harm. And now we have number uh, four, and number four is the right action or behavior. Now, what this means is act in a a positive manner. If you perform um, negative actions, it's going to lead to a state of mind that's not going to be healthy. I suggest you avoid things like uh, not doing harm to them or stealing or lying to them. And avoiding misconduct. Watch out for turning to uh, drugs or alcohol because that's easy when you have a dysfunctional family. So be careful. Be careful not to allow them to have your behaviors be negative. It means walk your talk and all that you do. Number five would be the right livelihood. Hey, what is your calling? What do you do? Where do you volunteer? This is about being honest in all the things that you do. This is about ethical conduct and what you do for, say, a living or how you live your life. It's yet another way to express yourself without causing harm. Like for me, my family dysfunction had me, um, made me make a choice to go to school and college and work on becoming um, a psychotherapist to help people deal with dysfunctional families. Um, So what is your right livelihood? 
Number six would be, what is your right effort? Now, effort is needed to cultivate good, positive conduct and to develop a positive mindset. The right effort should never become too tense or too extreme, too strict. It should never become too relaxed either because we can abandon it. It's letting go and taking the middle ground. Next uh, would be the right mindfulness. I think mindfulness is about awareness. What are you doing right now? It's paying attention. It's an attention and you can avoid distraction or a confused state of mind or uh, anything that might cause harm. And it's important to remain conscience when looking at toxic families. Awareness is truth. And once we see truth, we begin to find the right mindfulness and be aware of the now. And right here in the now, we might decide, "Mm, this is not working for me. So this is going to lead you to the right concentration. That's number eight. Now, the benefits of the right mindfulness, which is the right concentration, is they uh, teach the mind to see things, not as we are conditioned to see in them, but for what they really, really are. We've been conditioned that our families are there for us, and we turn our head if they're dysfunctional. Don't do it. Um, be Have the right concentration. By being in the moment and being able to concentrate effectively, you might be able to release from the control of past pains that your family has caused you. You know, you want to get closer to freedom of suffering. So those are, that is the, um, the how I call the um, eight-fold path. Now, here's the next thing, is how do we let go of it? How do we let go of parents that are very um, toxic for us? And um, I would say a lot of the people that I see really want to know this. So I'm going to go to part two later and talk about dysfunctional family and letting go. For now, my name is Tyler Woods, and be sure to walk in peace. Peace.